Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Flyers Talk Podcast. As always, Katie Emmer, Jordan Hall joining you. You know, for those that can't see us right now, we have the biggest smiles on our faces. We are so excited. Today's a great day. Honestly, it feels like the first day of school, Jordan. Just that excitement built up around day one of phase three for training camps. Skate zone was open. Gritty was out there greeting everyone driving in. By everyone, it would have been you as well as the players heading into Skate Zone. Um, how fun is this for day one, Flyers back out on the ice? I know, Katie. I was just going to say, I think Gritty uh, really was treating it like the first day of school and he's like seeing all his friends again. Uh, I know he was pretty pumped to see all his buds drive in and greet them uh, right at the entrance of Flyers Skate Zone uh, in Voorhees, New, Jer- New Jersey. Uh, but it, it did. It was exciting. It was fun to watch hockey again, and it's exciting in the sense that it feels like a regular training camp, like at the beginning of a season, but this is like, hey, we're about to jump into a 2014 tournament and shoot for the Stanley Cup. So there was like a sense of newness and then also a sense of like a restart of, uh, yeah, the playoffs are right around the course, right around the corner, excuse me. So um, yes, I think everyone was excited. It, it was different times. There was adjustments to be made for everyone at the facility. But I think they're like, like Vigneault said, there's an overall excitement and energy with his guys because I think they, they feel like they're back at it and ready to go for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and I know for me and you, it was before we hit record today, it's like, yes, we have, we've always had some sort of news, but today it's just extra exciting news. And sorry, fans, listeners out there, if I use exciting a lot today, but that's just how it is. Okay, and uh, Jordan, as you mentioned, a lot of different procedures with Skate Zone, and I'm, you know, eager to break those down with you, too. Um, You know, heading in, in, you know, the door facilities, getting your temperature taken, and just the differences with the access to players. Um, A lot of different changes that, you know, we'll break down later on in this episode. But, you know, first and foremost, before the Flyers hit the ice, we saw the release of the Phase 3 roster. Um, 34 total players on this roster. A lot of, you know, names that we did expect and names that maybe we didn't expect. Um, You know, one thing, too, is to note Nolan Patrick. No Nolan Patrick on this roster. Fans have had this concern around um, the forward all season long. Uh, And, you know, with this, it was good to hear from Chuck Fletcher, hear from Elaine Vigneault on what they had to say right now. You know, Jordan, it sounds like 2021 is the most important thing. You want him ready for next season, and maybe you don't risk it here in this uh, 2014 playoff format. Exactly, Katie, and I really agree with that. Um, the longer this pause because of the pandemic um, prolonged, uh, the more and more it felt like that was just going to be the case, and um, it just makes sense on so many different levels. But you even think about it, if the season finished as normal, 
it would have been asking a lot of Nolan Patrick and the Flyers to get him in at the tail end of the season. Like, that would have been a lot. Saying, That's something hey, good to remember. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're in the heat of a playoff stretch. We're shooting for first place. And you haven't played in a long time because of a migraine disorder. Get in there. Jump into our lineup. Like, that would have been a lot. Now you extend it through, you know, a month uh, or a, a pause that is uh, stretching over three to four months. Uh, come August 1, if he was to play a game uh, to start this tournament, the Flyers play on August 2nd, if he was to play a game, it would be over 480 days since he last played an NHL game. And it's, it's, just, it's just asking a lot of him. Um, why not just shift the focus to next season? The Flyers have a lot of depth right now. Uh, obviously, with the circumstances, the rosters being expanded, um, the overall health of everyone because of the pause, people were able to catch up on their own physical issues. The Flyers have a ton of depth. Um, Nolan Patrick can now just kind of focus on next season uh, and make sure everything is right. And like Chuck Fletcher said, um, they don't have a ton of runway here to play with in terms of kind of having him kind of ramp up. Like you have two weeks of training camp, an exhibition game around Robin and all of a sudden you're in playoff hockey. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and, and now again, like I, I feel like I'm a broken record, but the Flyers can now really just have Nolan Patrick say, I'm focused on next season. The Flyers can say, Nolan Patrick, you are focused on next season. Uh, and everyone can shoot for that and not have any gray area in terms of him returning. Katie, what do you yeah. think about it? I don't think it was a surprise. I know it's notable to fans and everyone involved because they care about Nolan Patrick and him eventually coming back. But um, how, did you, how did you think of the news when you saw it? Yeah, look, Jordan, you said it right there, you know, clear as day. Of course you want Nolan Patrick. You want him in this playoff scenario. This is exciting. The team is on a run. Uh, you know, they want to pick up where they left off, of course. But the Flyers are in a great position. We all know that. You want Nolan Patrick to even add to that, but you said the depth. We can't ignore that. Look at the depth that we see even with the Black Aces coming up to fill in um, and that depth that's been so strong already this season. You know what? Focus on next year. I have no complaints about what Chuck Fletcher had to say. Of course, it's a short runway. For some players, though, this is a benefit. You know, this, this hiatus of hockey, they had time to really um, gear up and heal from their injuries. One of those players, Shane Gossespierre, that we'll break down in a little bit here. But with Nolan Patrick, can't emphasize it enough. You know what? Just keep healing, keep getting ready, and you know maybe he'll explode next year. Maybe we'll just see a whole different player. Who knows? Anything's possible. But I'll tell you what: first and foremost is your health. Um, and Chuck Fletcher said they've been in constant communication. We know that communication is there. We know they would put him in the lineup if they think it would be best for him, and they're not. So save him for next year. I, I have no no concerns with that. But as I mentioned, Shane Gosses, bear. Let's get into that. Um, he had this uh, anthroscopic surgery on his knee. He was struggling there before the NHL pause with staying healthy. We didn't really know what to expect out of him. We've talked throughout this break, Jordan, you and I, just with this hockey break, just with, you know, this could be a good thing for him. Of course it's a good thing for him. He gets time to really heal and be 100%. But how about today? I don't know if you knew that either, but we hear that Chingasis Bear actually had another anthroscopic surgery on his other knee just about, what, five weeks ago is the, is the case here? I mean, how crazy is this? And he hasn't skated since then. Yeah, and um, it was a surprise. And you almost feel for the guy because, as we know, Katie, with his previous uh, arthroscopic surgery on his knee in January, uh, he had dealt with some lingering effects of that. And, you know, he came back for a game and was real rusty. And then the Flyers, 
you know, we're like, hey, maybe we could have treated this differently. We could have given him more time. Maybe we could have sent him to Lehigh Valley to get a conditioning stint. That's, and that is what ends up happening. He has to come back out of the lineup. He goes to Lehigh Valley. He still has um, some issues with the knee. And then finally he comes back and he enters the lineup because Philip Myers suffers an injury, comes back for one game during the, right before the pause, and then obviously the season is suspended. Uh, and I remember him telling us, like, he finally felt good to go. He was like, I finally feel like myself. My knee is there. Um, and I feel like I'm my mobile, elusive self. And then little do we know, he, it turns out he has another issue with his other knee. And he said it was just a lot of it was like he was overcompensating so much because of, of the one knee. Uh, and it just created almost a problem with the other. And it finally, it, hopefully there's a level of um, – there's a level of relief for him that he has both of them addressed now and that he's gotten, you know, arthroscopic procedures on both where he can kind of clean up the issues in there. And now he says he feels a lot more level, a lot more even. Uh, he can push off on both legs. Uh, he doesn't have to overcompensate. But the guy's been through hell, <laughs> really, yeah. with, with these knee issues. And it's a shame because now it sounds like he might kind of be back to square one in, in a little bit uh, because – He's really now got to gain – he's got to gain back his conditioning. Uh, he's got to get comfortable again. He says his goal is to be in the lineup and be ready to play and help this team win. But you really wonder how he's going to feel uh, if he does get in the lineup. And will Aline Vigneault now look to go and lean towards Robert Haig and Philip Myers more because of this? I mean, a player that we saw struggle, Jordan, there at the end of, uh, you know, before the pause, of course, he had that arthroscopic surgery on his knee. He was sort of in and out of the lineup, but not 100% healthy. We were talking throughout this NHL pause, like, you know, the benefits. And it would be a benefit for Augustus Bear because, you're, you know, he'd have this time off to really get 100%. But I don't know about you. I did not see this coming to hear him today say about seven weeks ago he had arthroscopic surgery now on his other knee. And since then, he's had really limited access to skating at all. Um, were you surprised by this, Jordan? What do you think, you know, in the long run of his health, especially in this 2014 playoff format? I was surprised, Katie. I don't think any of us knew that he had to undergo another procedure on his other knee. And you feel for the guy. Like, he's been through hell in terms of his knees. Uh, the most recent one, uh, the left one we knew, uh, had given him issues. And, he, you know, he came back after undergoing the procedure in January on the left, he comes back, he plays a game, he's rusty. The Flyers then realize maybe we should have sent him to Lehigh Valley to get more time uh, to kind of get his conditioning back. Then he had some lingering issues with that knee uh, and ended up missing 24 of the Flyers' final 26 games. Um, when he came back the game before the pause, the Bruins game, when he inserted the lineup for Philip Myers, who sustained his own injury, I remember him telling us that he finally felt like himself. And as we know, Shane Gostrospair, his game is all built around mobility and elusiveness and getting, you know, past the first four checker and, and pushing the pace, pushing the envelope. And when he can't feel like himself, he's just a different player. And he said he finally felt like himself. Well, little do we know, he ends up having an issue with his other knee. And he had the, like you said, Katie, had the arthroscopic surgery on the right one. And you feel for the guy because you could sense a little bit of frustration there that he, well, what he said was that he overcompensated a lot and ended up, you know, kind of having an issue with the other knee. The good thing is now he's definitely more leveled. He's more even. He feels like he's strong in both knees. He can push off. He's not overcompensating or thinking about it. Um, 
But you do think it's going to be a little bit of time before he really feels like himself again. He's going to have to get his conditioning back. Um, it's going to require a lot of practices. He even said, I'm taking it skate by skate and just going to see what, how I feel and try to feel like myself again. I really think it's going to make Elaine Vigneault's decision a little bit easier on defense where he can kind of lean toward Robert Haig and Philip Myers because of Shane coming off this procedure. It's not a knock on Shane. It's just the fact is the guy had to go undergo, undergo another procedure and it's going to take him a little while. Uh, Gossespierre did say he, he, he plans to try to get into the lineup and help this team win a Stanley Cup, but you wonder if this will impact decisions moving forward. Your NBC Sports Philadelphia podcasts are now on the My Teams app. Listen to Eagle Eye, Sixers Talk, Phillies Talk, and Flyers Talk now. Shane Gossespierre, of course, you don't want to see a player go through this again, specifically this player that, you know, as we mentioned, had a, a different injury on the other knee to deal with. Um, but when you look at the positives, as you said, he's more leveled. You know, this is good now. He's got both of them done. Um, you're still on a break before even the round robin play, but especially that Eastern Conference quarterfinal game one. But something to really remember is that this is a minimally invasive surgery. I mean, this isn't requiring like an ACL surgery with poor Sam Moran. Like think about how long that sort of rehabilitation process is like. With this, if you're looking at the scenario, you don't want any injury. I'll emphasize that again. But at least it's this kind of surgical uh, procedure. At least it's this kind of injury that, you know, potentially he could really come back from Jordan. And who knows what he's going to be able to accomplish here in phase three before the start um, especially of round-robin play when the team gets back out there. No matter what, you mentioned that defensive depth, the, the players that, you know, the, that are made up of the blue liner group um, that we've already seen, they're able to hold it, you know, hold their own. You know, I think that's a great thing. You're not like, of course you're depending on Shane Goss to spare. We know what he's capable of. Um, but you want to see him at his full health. And if he can add into the success that, you know, the defensive group has already had, hoping they start up, of course, with that same success again. But – Jordan, like, you're not just all, all eggs in one basket with Shane Goss's bear. Like, we need him to come back. Of course, you want him to come back. But he's just an added bonus, don't you think? I do. And I think that's going to be Shane Goss's bear's mindset. He's going to really push hard to get into the lineup, and he wants to play. Um, but the, the, the uh, reality of the situation is he is coming off that procedure, and he admitted that he, it's, you know, it's going to be a day-to-day -day thing where he's trying to feel back like himself again. And – uh, now it is an added bonus. If he has to get in there, you see how he does, you see how he performs, and you can make decisions uh, appropriately. Um, it's just a shame because it's not like, uh, you know, going into a new season where he would have like a month of training camp and yeah. you know, maybe four to five preseason games to work with, and then he can kind of maybe see how he feels through October and then all of a sudden build his strength. Like this is your jumping into things right away. Uh, you're going to have an exhibition game, three round robin games before a first round playoff series. So they yeah, just don't have that luxury. Um, and, and the good thing is they have the depth. Uh, so that's a real positive. Yeah, no, of course. And that's a good point overall. Um, but, you know, one thing's for certain, as we mentioned with Nolan Patrick, I know that's a completely different injury, um, taking much more time and so delicate, but you know, any injury uh, requires that process, that communication. And we know Chuck Fletcher, Lane Vino, they wouldn't keep him. They wouldn't put him on that roster if they didn't think he was capable of getting back in it and really making a positive impact in the long run of this playoff scenario. So, you know what? High hopes, chin up, Shane Goss This could be a great thing. Uh, of course, we hope to see that, you know, skate by skate Jordan, as you, you said, he mentioned just getting better and better and just, 
his progress increasing, um, you know, as each day goes by with his phase three, but sky's the limit, I think, you know, who knows what, what he can do. And I, and I think that's a great thing. And, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, specifically when we talk about the defensive group, how about this? We see Mark Friedman uh, extended, you know, something today that, you know, came out earlier. Let's see the, he had six games played again in the regular season. He finished even, he had one assist, not a lot of a sample size there, but now he's, as I mentioned, signed to a two year one way extension, which covers both next regular season and the season after it's, you know, maybe the confidence that this guy needs and especially adding into that, um, he's a part of this phase three roster and he could make an impact too here in the playoffs. But when we talk about this depth, of course, Shane Goss' bear could add to that, but now you even have Mark Friedman. Absolutely. And if Shane Goss' bear is your seventh defenseman right now, it feels like Mark Freeman's right there as the eighth defenseman and oh, just a really good quality depth guy to have. It's funny. He's a, you know, he's a very nice, dependable player, uh, but he kind of gets uh, overlooked and undervalued at times, I think, among fans and even, you know, us media members uh, ourselves because the Flyers are just so – they're just so deep at that position. They're very young, um, and, they're, and they have a few really strong veterans too, along with prospects that are nearing. So there's a lot of depth there. But uh, Mark Freeman's certainly not a guy to be forgotten. And – who knows? Maybe if Shane Gossespierre does not quite feel 100% during this tournament, uh, Mark Freeman is basically your extra defenseman, uh, if that's the case. But, um, yeah, a lot of talk about defensemen, which is fun. Um, it's good that they have that depth. Uh, and, and another guy, Katie, that we're talking about uh, is Igor Zamula, who is one of the team's top prospects, another defenseman, a, a long, lanky guy with a lot of skill, a smooth skater. Um, I think the Flyers are very bullish on this kid, and uh, he's not quite there. But the fact that he's on this training camp roster uh, was a bit of a surprise. When we were looking at the roster when it came out Monday morning, two things that were notable were that, yes, Nolan Patrick was not on it and that Igor Zamula was. Uh, an exciting prospect that uh, underwent back surgery, had his 2019-20 uh, season cut short, but because of this – crazy circumstances with this pandemic and this long pause. Uh, he is cleared to skate and cleared to play. Uh, Chuck Fletcher talked about his status. Um, what do you think about Zamula, Katie? Uh, what do you like about him? Do you think we could see him? It, it's exciting just to even be talking about it. Oh, I agree. And you know what? We were just talking about him. Like when you mentioned like the prospects that we broke this down on a past episode, what prospects are we excited to really see? Um, dive into the Flyers organization and this was one of those guys as you talked about his size it's a 6-3 defenseman um, of course 20 years old but he has so much skill and as you mentioned Chuck Fletcher this was your tweet so I'm going to credit you for it but you had a quote from Fletcher today at practice saying you know quote unquote make no mistake about it this kid is a top prospect and I'll just leave it at that um, they, they know what his worth is. They know what he can do. Yes, I mean, maybe we won't really see him, but the fact that they're, they're putting him on that list, they're going to put him a part of this, this 20-year-old, 20, 20 um, still so young, but still so much potential. I mean, I think a big concern for me, though, is, you know, as I mentioned, who knows how much playing time he'll get, but, I mean, gosh, you know they wouldn't, do, they wouldn't play him if, uh, you know, they thought this wouldn't be okay, but the fact that he had back surgery in January, as you mentioned, um, you know, you do need three to four months to recover. And it has been some time like this, really this NHL pause has been an advantage for that. But just as far as I'm um, getting into it right away, playing against, you know, top NHL players, even practicing wise, 
um, maybe this is a great thing. Who knows? I'm, I'm talking and as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know what? Of course, it's a great thing. I think I always just have a little bit of that concern. And, and you wonder, you know, the fact that this isn't your typical training camp. Um, there's such a limited amount of time. Uh, you just really wonder how he could prove himself or what we're going to see from him. And will it be enough of a sample size before we get into the playoffs? But who knows what can happen? Yeah, not to throw the ice on like any excitement uh, among Flyers fans to see this kid on the roster. But um, I think Chuck Fletcher said what he said because he's not going to rule anything out. If, if the Flyers coaches decide uh, to try to get Zamula a game, maybe in the round robin, um, great. But I think Fletcher deep down knows that um, it would be a long shot to see him probably get into any meaningful games during this. But there's no reason why we shouldn't be excited that he's at least on this training camp roster. Like, that's a good thing. Like, hey. Yeah, the more the merrier. Like you said, this defensive group, there's so much talk about him. Like, why not? Right. And to think that a top prospect underwent back surgery um, and now all of a sudden just because of this pandemic, instead of having him ready for, say, a development camp or next training camp, hey, here here he's ready for uh, when games are actually super meaningful. But – to me, I think the best case scenario would be the Flyers probably lose their first two games in the round robin. That third game of the round robin is rendered almost completely meaningless. And it's just, you know, to maybe get a few guys a game in there to say, hey, get out there, play, uh, get some game, you know, action and be ready to go for if we need you in a case of emergency during the first round or say the second round. Uh, so I think best case scenario, maybe we see Zimbabwe for a game. But nonetheless, exciting to see him here. He's an exciting prospect. Uh, everyone has reason to be, excited, to be excited about him. And I think in 2021, uh, he will be pushing for playing time with the Flyers. Uh, and he'll be a guy to watch in his first pro year uh, in Lehigh Valley. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, and you, you kind of hinted on this. Getting into just another topic, um, and I can't wait to hear again more about just everything you had to go through in us media members, just the differences with ex- accessing uh, – this sort of scenario, accessing skate zone in it. But before we get to that, of course, it's, it's something we've talked about before. Like the Flyers can only go up from here. What an advantage, right? They can seed higher and round robin, round robin. Of course, that's exciting. That's important. It's like you would love to get a higher seed. But at the end of the day, if you stick at that fourth seed, I mean, really what's the most important is that Eastern Conference quarterfinal game one that you've hinted on. Before we really get into that, though, you were there today to hear, hear Elaine Vino, As you mentioned, you know, you don't know a Zamula or what guys – could potentially get in during that round robin and you know thinking like you know Lane Vino, like he'd like to stick with his regular go-to but right now it's like what is your regular didn't he say today that he has plans to really just try things out during this round robin play and just see what works with different players definitely Katie that was one of the, I think one of the more interesting things because you know we have talked about it so much about how will they treat this round robin like these games are important but at the same time Um, it's not your first round playoff series. So like, how are they going about this? And yes, both Elaine Vigneault and Chuck Fletcher uh, recognized that the round robin is important, but Vigneault said, he's like, it's safe to say I'm going to play more than 20 guys in this round robin. Um, So they realize they can climb, but they also realize the importance of keeping guys fresh, preparing the best way possible for that first round playoff series, which for them is slated to start on August 11th. So, Three games in that round robin. It will get, I think, very, very interesting if they win that first one and then all of a sudden they're winning that second game. How do you treat it? How do you go forward? Because that third game could be super important 
or it could just be completely meaningless. It could just be, hey, let's get some guys reps and uh, just make sure we're healthy going into that first round series. So um, I think it makes for very fun uh, hockey because I think, you know, there's a chance we see a Morgan Frost. There's a chance uh, we see some other role forwards. Um, there's a chance maybe we, yeah, we see maybe Igor Zamola or another depth defenseman. Um, how does the goaltending play, play out? I think there's a lot of fun storylines to look forward to. Um, and it's going to make Elaine Vigneault's job, job a little trickier, but um, he, he's got some cards to play with, which is a good thing, Katie. And one thing I'll say yeah. about this too, um, you know, I was just harping on how difficult it might, might be for Shane Gossespierre to try to get up to speed and he might be rusty and he needs to get his conditioning back. But you know what? Everyone's really kind of in that same boat. Uh, unfortunately, Gossespierre um, had this pause and a procedure during the pause. But uh, everyone had a lengthy pause. Everyone, you know, probably went a decent amount of time without skating, and now they need to kind of get back up to speed. So everyone's really in the same boat. I think Shane's gonna, Shane Gossespierre is going to push to get into that lineup and try to prove he's ready. Um, but, Katie, what did you think about the round-robin talk? Um, how would you really like to see the Flyers approach it? Would you say, hey, go into game one and game two of that round-robin like it's a playoff series? Or do you say, hey, maybe go into it, experiment a little bit, um, no matter what, the focus should be on that first round series. What do you think? Hey, no matter what, we want to see a win, right? You want to see a yeah. win against some of these top teams. I would think going into game one, um, for every team, as you mentioned there with Shane Gossespierre, individual players, uh, it goes the same as every single team. No one is used to this. Like, this is such an uncertain circumstance. At least there's some certainty as far as, you know, what the plans are in place for the NHL, but as far as this hiatus, this break, like no player, no team knows how to pan or battle through it. So with that being said, who knows what sort of, um, you know, outcome or competition, I guess is the right word you're going to see. Of course, we know the Bruins, we know the Caps, you know, the Lightning, like all of these talented players um, that make up those teams, they're, they're not going to be, you know, anything light on the Flyers. But I would think game one, you're going into win, but you're also thinking in the longer run. And that's something too that we see, you know, Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vino saying you you kind of mentioned it earlier you hinted on it that their only focus really is that game that that game one on August 11th and I think I agree with that too I don't think I know um and something else I, I was thinking about this today when I was seeing that yes you, you want your your team ready to go when the games yes I mean don't get me wrong they count in round robin but when they really count you want your team ready to go but if we're talking any win-win circumstance, I mean, the Flyers are certainly in one of those because even if they don't get any higher seed, Jordan, they get to start off, they get to, you know, warm up to hockey by playing against the top teams in the Eastern Conference. There's no better way to just get right back into it, especially I know the fans are excited for that too, but no other way to get going again, get, you know, accustomed back into that game speed than being challenged early. Like, could you have it any better way? I look at this like a completely positive thing at the end of it. I know. I kind of look at it as like the Flyers preseason, but you're literally playing the three best teams in the league as your tune-ups. And that really is a good way to, to prepare yourselves, going up against the best of the best uh, and then seeing how you stack up and, and just getting, you know, everything, your legs and your, your uh, rhythm and everything underneath you against the best teams in the NHL. So very good situation there for the Flyers. And it was funny when Elaine Vigneault said today, uh, Monday, he said, you know, we have a month here to get ready. And I was like, a month? Wait, 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 you have a game August 2nd? Like, that's not quite a month. And it hit me that, he, no, what he was saying was he's looking really at that August 11th date for when their first round playoff series will begin. 
So really, he knows the round robin is important, but he will also strategize um, and be uh, judicious in how he goes about those games because um, ultimately when you think about it, what matters more, your first round series and that best of seven, you know, those seven games or going from the fourth seed to the third or to the second? Ultimately, no, that, that, that series, <laughs> that best of seven is what matters more than you know, your seating, uh, because your seating's not going to advance you. Uh, what will advance you is winning that first round series. So, um, so it true. Will be fun. It, this is something, like you said, we've never seen before. It's like a playoff game, but at the same time, it's also like where you can kind of experiment. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how they go about it. Who's in the lineup for game one, who's in game two, game three, Katie, we'll have plenty to talk about, which is fun. Flyers talk is brought to you by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help. Yeah, and you know what? For those that may not know this, gosh, I hope you would by now for the listeners, but Jordan and I, we love our hockey cliches, and every game night we would say, like, pucks deep, or we'd say bodies in front, or play the full 60, and you know what? We're going to be saying that very soon. You know what? We may as well say it now. Flyers are getting pucks deep today, Jordan. We've talked so much about this tournament and these games, and we're getting closer to it. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you to our podcast producer, Ben Berry. Uh, that is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, Please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.